millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello everyone and welcome back to Rule the Roost podcast and welcome back AP. How are you doing Ant mate? Good to have you back mate. I'm good thanks, I'm good. Even better, we've won 5-0. Amazing, absolutely incredible. That's Well yes, it's, it's, I mean if we just ignore, if we just ignore the Middlesbrough Cup game, 4-0 against Leeds, 5-0 now against Everton, it's, it's, it's looking alright in the league isn't it for Spurs? Yeah. GD's looking good, isn't it? You know. Suddenly, we went from like minus figures now to, to actually looking all right. Yeah. So I, 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 I don't know how we're, we're like a. I don't know it's like being on a roller coaster, some kind of horrible, undulating roller coaster with Spurs. It's just you know you can feel it in the pit of your stomach as the game is is coming up, and you think, oh Jesus, what's coming next? You know? Well, it's, it's it's only Man United at Old Trafford next, mate. So you know, <laughs> nothing to worry. But we, you know, we won't we won't skip ahead to that bit yet. I mean, let's just on Everton. Were were we good? Because I mean, we've had Leeds and we've had Everton, two teams who are pretty appalling at the moment. So, were we good or are they just really bad? Because, and I'm not trying to put a negative slant on this. I'm just opening it up for discussion. You know, that's that's what all assholes say on the internet, isn't it? When they're going to say something really bad, I'm just about discussion. But um, yeah. Well, uh. You know, Everton—they—they they looked probably as bad as I've ever seen a Premier League team. Hey, but they started pretty well. I mean, they—they they had us pinned back for what ten minutes? Was it nine? I don't know. Uh, and I, you know, my my usual uh, Tottenham negativity kicked in. I was like, oh Jesus Christ, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. And um, yeah, and then suddenly we kind of just sprung them and uh, it just kind of opened them up and just kept opening them up after like the ninth minute or something. We just never looked back, but. It's quite hard to. Um, it's it is quite hard to tell if we are like this 
kind of amazing team that can score loads of goals or if if the other team is just absolutely awful but i mean by the judging by their league position they're not that good but <laughs> you have to go out there and beat them you know they're there to be beaten well, that's if we it, didn't turn it? up you know you can only beat what's in front of you and that's my yeah. ultimate point on all this whether or not the other team are that good or not we we beat them you know we we lost to middlesbrough and if we'd yeah. beaten them 4-5-0 people would have said well it's only middlesbrough so, exactly, yeah, and I, and I think the same would have been uh, with Burnley and Southampton. It would have been the same kind of thing. It would have been, oh, you know, oh, you know, it's just Southampton or it's just Burnley. But we turned up and we just didn't do it then. But um, this time we did, and you know, <laughs> greater for it. So, yeah. See, I'm quite torn on it though, mate, because on one side it would obviously be glorious to see Frank Lampard get relegated, but I've, I've got, I've, I do have a real soft spot for Everton. You know, I, I see them as our sort of our bedfellows really you know they <laughs> just everything that they've gone through their sort of sense of self-depreciation the fact that their neighbors are liverpool and ours are arsenal you know two yeah two red teams, yeah, two, red teams two similarly should we say strange fan bases um <laughs> I, yeah. I do quite feel for everton because i mean they have no business being in the premier league the way they played the other day oh yeah i mean the way they played, they just, I think, do you know what? I think um, Frank Lampard, I actually wanted to mention this. Frank Lampard, I think he was a bit arrogant the way he approached the game. Yeah, He sense. really, he pushed really high up. He got his team to push really high up. And their defence is absolute dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> their defence is awful without, Jer- uh, was it Jeremy or his name is. Um, and they just kept getting yeah, open up and open up and open up. And they just left acres of space for Kane, Son, Kulisevsky, all of them just to just run through, uh, you know, into, into fields of green. And uh, I, I just I, I just think he just came across as arrogant. And even after the game, he, his comments were, you know, were along the lines of, uh, oh, you know, you, you tend to get plenty of possession against Spurs. And I was thinking, mate, you've just arrived in the management game. <laughs> you're going up against Conte, you know. Is, is, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, you're not, he, you're not here are. with that Chelsea squad, mate, anymore, you know. Yeah. Right? Mason Maybe. Mount's not here to, you know, protect you anymore. No, it it, it is strange, and he to 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 play as openly as that, like you say, there is that sort of level of yeah, ego, arrogance, like you say to it, to to sort of think it's beneath him to show up and defend, you know, to to yeah. if, if it, I mean maybe. The the truth of it may be that he's not capable of setting up a team in a way that, you know, we can sort of deride the likes of Sean Dyche all we like, but he's clearly a very talented manager. He knows how to get the best out of that Burnley team and has done for many seasons. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's not the prettiest football. Nobody's kind of, you know, kind of lavishing praise upon what they do, but it's effective because he's kept them in the Premier League for yeah. what, probably a day close to a decade now, however long he's been in charge of them. Yeah, I mean, it, you, I think you have to start with the back there, don't you? Really, if you're if you're in a team that's struggling, you just have to go, okay, right, what's going on at the back? And I think Frank's just come in. It looks like he's he's trying to sort the front out first, or the, the you know the midfield. I know he got um, what's his uh, Donny uh, Van der Beek in, and he's got Delhi in, and you know, he's got like basically he's got these kind of Triple uh, A names. Do you know what I mean in the midfield? And the defense seems like it just needs help, like in some kind of organization. It's just very strange. Even Conte, when he came in, or you know, even Jose, whoever came into Spurs, the first thing they looked at was the defense. It's like, okay, how do we sort that out? And then let's let's build from there, and then then go forward. You know, build the confidence up. 
then go forward. But it looks like he's just come in at Everton and just uh, is a touch of naivete to all of it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because I, I didn't want to go accidental Mourinho, so I'm glad you said it. But it, you know, it's there's, there's a touch of it there that you kind of feel that surely the defense is what you sort out because as you touch on there, Everton's attack is pretty fantastic really yeah you know there's, there's sorted you you likely have richarlison at spurs you know oh, if yeah. he's on the squad or whatever you know but still For you sure. know calvert lewin i'd absolutely take in a heartbeat at tottenham um yeah. he seems to have fallen off a cliff a bit at the moment but it's it's quite hard to judge a player in that team and that kind of environment at the moment i still think he's a very very talented footballer yeah. um he is. So, i mean yeah so i, I think I think even that that guy was it Anthony was it Anthony Gordon or something? Yeah, their little less their little right back was it? I thought he was all right. It, was he, he on the? Um, I was looking at the kind of lineups and everything. I could have sworn he was playing left attack in the game. He was like right back at points. So, really yeah, tidy. He was player, all over the he? shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, I thought he was quite good. I, I actually thought he was going to be torn on our side um, early doors. But yeah, they got a good front three. I'd say yeah. I tell you, it's a, that's an interesting... If we're going to talk about marauding right-backs, I suppose now's probably a good time to talk about a man reborn in Matt Doherty. Oh because he's just been absolutely sensational for the past couple of games. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> I've been, I, was, I, was, I literally even wrote a little note there uh, on, my, uh, on, on my screen. It literally just says, outrageous game. It was absolutely... <laughs> uh, you know, I've spent... I think everybody has spent, like... A few seat, like couple seasons, just digging him out, and you know what's he doing here? Look, could we get rid? Like ba- literally begging signs online. Look, could we just get rid of this guy for his sake and ours? Because he was just taking so much stick, and it must, it must have even been hard just to step out on the field and, and have that negative energy around you every time you get the ball. Everybody's kind of anticipating your first poor touch and and all that stuff. And he, you know, he, this game, it's just like a. Like maybe this game and partially the Leeds game, I'd, I'd say as well. You know, he's provided the assist for Kane and things like that, and it it just looks like something's clicked with him. I don't know what it. I don't know if he was ever this good at Wolves. I know that he he had stats compared like that com- were comparable to um, uh, Alexander Arnold, but I mean, seeing what he's doing here, it's just working really well with him and Kulusevski on the right hand side. They just they managed to interchange really well. Um, Unbelievable stuff, like from that guy. I I, I don't even know what to say because he's just it's it's like a completely different player. We almost have to say, okay, you know, from from the turn of like the year, would say, you know, that was a a previous kind of uh, version of him, and now we got a new version, we've got version two point for for the rest of the season, I guess. It's it's mad, isn't it? I mean, th- there has been some conversation about the fact that he got COVID, I think, a couple of weeks after we signed him. Um, how much of an effect that's maybe had on him just on a kind of physical level, I guess, is is something that's probably up for debate. Um, mm. But I mean, that aside, he's just, yeah, like you say, he's, it's it's unbelievable. It's, it's such a turnaround. It, it, to me, it feels almost more like it's a man who's hit his lowest ebb as in like, none of these fuckers like me. You know, they groan every time I'm on the pitch. Fuck it. Like, just lose all inhibition let's just go for it because that seems he seems to be playing with like complete freedom and confidence at the moment and as he's doing that it's well it's obviously it's a great thing for Tottenham but it seems to be kind of seeping out into the players around him like you say him and him and Kulisevsky have just hit up an immediate kind of rapport 
Mm. Yeah, I think, and I also think that's because Kulu is Decky. Sorry, it's Decky these days. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, because he's left-footed. Well, he, he seems a bit ambi to me, ambidextrous, because he, 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 he was crossing with his right foot as well. He's like, anyway, we'll go on to him later, I think. But he was just working so well with, uh, obviously, with Doherty on his right. So he would go, he kind of lay him in, and he'd, he'd kind of flick it on, and they'd flick it on to, to Sunny because there was a team goal that involved all of them as well, and it was just. Great to watch, and it's and it's staying on Doherty for a second, but he he was using the in and outside of his foot just to lay through balls through, and they were going they were just piercing through Everton time after time. He actually set up Sonny, and he could have had a hat trick of assists where he set like the first one where he set Sonny through. It's like a first time through ball. I think it was in outside of the foot. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I was thinking that is that's something. If Kevin De Bruyne has done that, then they would literally be talking about it today. You know. They'd still be raving about it. It was literally first time outside the foot. It sent Sonny through into just a field. It was just him and the goalkeeper, and he's he's managed to he's managed to uh, uh, mess that up. But you know, he, he's had he's had a few other goes as well. Actually, um, uh, Doherty. He had he had the um, chip over the top that went to Kane, and uh, what was the other one? He, what was the he had two assists in the game. Yeah, well, it was a. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. Mate, to be it's all just I've a blur, isn't it? Now, yeah, like, it was just so many like, opportunity. Basically, just create opportunity after opportunity. Which, let me work this out. Was it not for Son? No, because it was Kulusevski to Son. Yeah, for his for his goal. Uh, what was after our first goal was Sessignon. Sessignon yeah. own goal, Michael Keane. Kulusevski yeah. to. Oh, this is going to really irritate me now. If you got enough fingers on your hands to count all the right. goals, it's quite a few. Everton. This is this is making for great listening content, but I've got to I've got to work this out now. Right, so we had so yeah we had Son on the seventeenth minute that was fed by Kulusevski, and then so we had Harry Kane on the thirty seventh minute, and then on the fifty fifth mm. minute. Um, yeah. What was oh. Kane's? First, oh, so maybe it was Kane's. Maybe it was both of Kane's goals. Was it? Did he set up? They just came. It was. It was a blitz. At one point, I was sat down watching this thing. And I was thinking, they could like at some point. I think it was the seventieth minute. We were on five goals, and I thought, Jesus Christ, there's twenty minutes left here. But then we kind of slowed down. <laughs> I thought, Jesus, we could really embarrass them here because if they just kind of you know tuned tuned out and just let the goals flow, jeez. Do you think? Wow. I mean, I don't, I don't, on that point, I don't want to sound crass here, but I, I was kind of thinking. I think Lampard might have played a bit of a sort of blinder there in terms of he brought on like the Ukrainian lad and Deli Ali at the point when they were getting kind of absolutely slapped and it just kind of <laughs> turned everything into a much more pleasant occasion you know yeah like, yeah it was a bit, bit of propaganda from Frank there, yeah. just trying to <laughs> typical <laughs> Tory swing the votes yeah you're like trying to swing the votes I don't want to I don't want to say it <laughs> Right. Um, oh. Well, I mean, we've sort of touched on him there because I tell you, it's quite an interesting thing here. So one of the one of my previous guests on here, Jack Jack Gallagher, he's a football writer. He's a he's a Derry City and Juventus fan, and he is an oh. actual Juventus fan. He's not just you know he's not just one of these people that says they like you know kind of foreign football and doesn't ever watch it like myself. Yeah, I was about to say like me. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> me, the I, Real Madrid yeah, fan. I feel seen, you know. <laughs> <laughs> And he, uh, it, well, he was kind of, he was, you know, he was straight away, like the second we signed Matt Doherty, as a, you know, as an Ireland fan, come on the boys in green, you know, he's, he's, 
he was just like Matt Doherty. He's he's going to be a great signing for Tottenham. He will honestly, he will be, he could be your Andy Robertson, that kind of malign <laughs> player that came that comes along and actually you know is amazing for you. Mm. And obviously wow. that hasn't worked out, but he's he's held firm all this time. He's saying that you lot just aren't playing him properly. He will come good. However, however, on the flip side of this, as his Juventus fan side came out, when we signed Kulisevsky, he was just like, nah, he's a flop. He's no right. good. He, yeah. you know, he didn't make the step up to Juventus. Every time we've played him in this kind of bit part role, he's never seized it. Nah, he just... I just don't think he'll 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 be a rabbit in the headlights in the Premier League, and uh, you know he's looking a bit wrong on that front, um, <laughs> to say the least. And I, you know, I I was I'm, I'll completely hold my hands up. You know, I was one of the dissenting voices of "Oh, great, we fucked our transfer window," and so last minute, Paratici called up his mates at Juventus and got <laughs> two of their kind of you know s- surplus that they didn't want anymore. It looked um, like that, though, to be fair. It yeah. did look like that. You know, I, I kind of I howled hope for Ben Tanko because I thought he at least seems to be a solid kind of six, seven out of ten every performance type player. So that's great. That's what we need in the middle of the park. He's obviously a lot better than that, as we've seen now. But Kulisevsky, mate, like, I mean, wow. it's, it's, quite, it's quite funny to see, actually, somebody, I think it was Billy T posted on the weekend that, He's, I think he's he's a month or two older than Phil Foden. Um, yeah, oh yeah, I saw that as well. Yeah, it's it's, it's incredible. Is that uh, you know? I think um, I, I don't know if it was luck or if it was in or if it was designed, but he's managed to just to, he's done a blinder with those two signings. I, obviously, we've got a few of the off the books light in the load, and those players that we got off the books weren't playing for us anyway. And these two guys. I mean, if we're focusing on Kulisevsky, just walked into the team. He's literally just lifted up Lucas, you know, our, our legend, <laughs> and plopped him on the bench and just stepped into his role and said, "Like, I can, no, I can do the assists and goals now." And he's put and he's put together uh, two goals, three assists in a very, very short amount of time uh, on the field. And uh, you know, he's so young; he's 21. He looks like he's, you know, not slow, but he looks like. He looks like he gets caught up a lot, but then he kind of shifts or does a little trick and he manages to escape the player. And he's just a very deceptive kind of... He's got a deceptive turn of pace, I'd say. It, it, dare I say pass as it, well, it, as well. In that sense, he's he's almost got the Harry Kane thing, hasn't he? Where you kind of look at them as being like lumbering oafs, but they've both got that deceptive turn of pace. Like yeah, you say. He's got that frame, hasn't he? He's actually got a, a frame. I'd say he reminds me a little bit of Kane and Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, I'd say in terms of the frame, the way like he moves, it's like looks like a very normal guy. Like in terms of his frame, he's got quite, kind of, kind of um, I don't know how you describe his frame. He's quite high shouldered, I suppose. Like, and he just kind of moves in an un sportsmanly like well, way. He looks like a bloke that works in an office, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looks like the kid in the mailroom, just yeah, like yeah, <laughs> shirt too big for him, you know, collar that's yeah. like two inches too like big for him, and yeah. But then he did a thing where he just, you know, someone was catching up with him and he did this double touch with his, like, I think it was like his right foot. He completely, like, sucked the guy in and then just burst away. And I couldn't even believe it. And he, he did a little trick on the sideline as well. Ball came in. He was just, uh, they, they kind of popped the ball back and forth. I think maybe between him and Bentacore, I'm not too sure. And it came back to him. He was on the uh, kind of touchline. And he did this kind of uh, 
flick like that that he flicked it down the line on like with like a reverse pass it was it was crazy and Sonny ran on, onto it I was thinking how did he even get it? it was such a tight situation he had like three players around him unbelievable do you Just, know unbelievable I was talking to my mates about it after the game and I was saying do you know what he almost reminds you of and I I, I I know we've got a smaller much smaller sample size here but I would probably say he's the better of the two but in a certain sense he reminds me of Nasa Chadley um, oh, yeah. just in that sense that Dolphin there's, <laughs> but there's no real <laughs> compromise there with him you know alright he doesn't have lightning speed but he isn't he isn't a tortoise either you know it, 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 mm. and when I when I look at him when I see him play like you say he's he's strong he's he, you know he can read the game incredibly well He's he's, yeah. he's technically solid. Like he's very silky. He's very good yeah. at the 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 fundamentals that we've been crying out for for so long in this mm. team. Like more players that can do kind of the basic things, trapping yeah. the ball well, kind of knowing already where their second touch is going to be after they've sort of trapped the ball. That was something I always loved about Christian Eriksen. He was always kind of thinking sort of three steps ahead, and it, 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 you kind of feel like you've got this with someone like Kulisewski. And like you say, he's got. He's got a sort of a beguiling turn of pace, but and a bag of tricks as well. He seems like yeah. he can shoot. It he, he just I don't know. I'm I don't want to kind of hype him too much, but I'm, I'm very excited about him. I really I'm trying am. not. I'm trying not to, to get too hyped for him. He's 21. He's. I keep saying to myself, he's going to have these ups and downs. Come on, Anthony. Let's just you know, <laughs> just calm yourself down. <laughs> but he's got so much. He's got so much class as well. That's what he brings. I think he brings calmness. And I think that comes obviously with the class of, of, you know, you play for a team like Juve, uh, you're going to have that kind of element of, um, I suppose it's not, it's not arrogance, is it? I think Bentoncourt has it as well. This kind of swagger is he has something about him that none of our other players have. They, there is a nervousness with our other players. Like they just want to get the pass off early. Their, you know, their touch is just to control the ball, not to touch and turn them into a, a decent bit of space for the next pass. So you, you tend to, you, you, you look at uh, someone like Kulizewski and it's just like a, a complete, it's almost weird what's happening on the right-hand side because you think it's so calm there now. You know, there's there's options, there's ideas going on. There's little bits of, you know, trickery and, and movement off off of his off of his uh, passes. When he gets the ball, there's suddenly everything comes alive because he's you know he can get that kind of clever ball around the corner or he can switch onto his right foot and cross it in. He, he's going to cut across and, you know, fake a shot and and then kind of cross it in the back post. Like he's got so many tools to his uh, to his armory. It's, uh, it's, he's twenty one. It's, it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable, crazy. isn't it? It's unbelievable. And I think you know, even if right, you know, Juventus Twitter were saying of Kulusevski and Bentancur, you know, they're not good enough. I mean, I think probably in here somewhere there's there's all right. Juventus aren't in the kind of their best moment at the moment, shall we say? But it's still it's still Juventus, you know. They're they're footballing royalty, um, football university, isn't it? <laughs> you know, they're they're one of the biggest teams in the history of the game on the face of the planet. Still, so you know, we've we've seen it plenty of times over the years when a player who hasn't made the grade at a United or at Liverpool has stepped into pretty much any other Premier League team and been their best player. You know, so maybe maybe there's a learning for Spurs here in in, our, in as much as, you know, whatever we want to say about the Serie A and sneer at it and everything like that. It's still, it's still like, as you sort of touched on there, it's still two players who were 
plucked out for Juventus. You know, one of the one yeah, of the best it, teams. So there is going to be an aura there. There is a profile of player that a club like Juventus go for, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's something definitely. We we I think for the, even the next window, we have to keep in mind when we're buying these players because it looks like you know, obviously our policy before was just to buy talented young players. But I think we needed to look at where we're getting these talented young young players from. Do you know what I mean? Indeed, and I, I like. He he made some comments not long ago about Harry Kane. And I think it, 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 on one hand, it's you know, he he said something to the effect of like he was looking forward to playing with Kane because he's such a good player. He knows that he can he can make chances him. He can play that ball and know that Kane will be on the end of it. And what I like about that is because it's it's not only indicative of the fact of well how good Harry Kane is obviously number one and how important he is to the team um, that we have a player like him, a talisman like him at the club that makes you know other exciting young players from around Europe want to come to Tottenham and play. I can play with Harry Kane. But it, it, what I liked about Kuliseski's comments, though, it wasn't that he was like some awestruck fanboy. You know, he was acknowledging that Harry Kane was great and he was looking forward to playing with him. But he was already immediately saying, this is what I can do. This is what I can do to to bring out the best in him and to yeah, make sure confident. that... Tottenham, exactly. It's a, it's a level of confidence and... It's just it's it's refreshing to after you know probably since the end of the Pochettino era now to have players having a bit of belief again and a bit of kind of I don't know you're on the risk of going a bit gammon but like just a bit of <laughs> a bit of like professional pride you know because it, it, yeah. it seems like I I don't you know I don't I don't think this is any kind of huge character flaw and I don't want to go into any sort of like scything kind of cod psychology on the players but I do think that you know these lads have had they've had a battering you know they've they've lost a Champions League final in a brutal way they've lost the manager that was like a father figure to a lot of them um, very quickly after that and then just being thrown into a pretty toxic environment with Mourinho Um, I feel like I feel like the players have been in this kind of emotional washing machine, just being tossed and turned yeah. for about what three years or something. So, and I know, and I know we are always harsh on them because obviously we're fans and you know we care and we we care about Spurs beyond the players. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, but they they've had a really really tough time of it, and yeah, maybe it does need um it does need confidence. It needs um somebody who believes who's like players who believe in their their own ability and have have actually won things and and are just i mean it, it all just comes down to that really that, that confidence to be able to step out into someone else's first team you know and and make a difference you know what i mean I did, that pride well, in I, your definitely and i think it, but that that type of confidence you know is i know this is a bit of a cliche but it is infectious and you can see it we've seen yeah. already we discussed earlier the impact kulisevsky's kind of emergence has had on Matt Doherty you know and yeah. as such we've now got Doherty and Kulisewski who are both feeding great opportunities to Harry Kane and it's no surprise that he's starting to score a lot of goals again as he's getting better service um, mm. it's you know I mean we could, we've sort of touched on him but Ben Tanko you would say much the same you know a, play, a player that just seems to be it's it, it, oh what a luxury you know to have a player in the middle of the park that seems to be able to play progressive passes and can kind of, like you say, put himself about a bit, can hold on to the ball, can shield it well, can 
can kind of think two, three steps ahead it, 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 and just be just be technically very proficient, very kind of solid. It's it shouldn't be it a luxury, might, but it feels like it at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah, he does. Yeah, it shouldn't be a luxury. He's 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 come in and he's absolutely essential now, isn't it? As soon as he went off injured, uh, I think it was at the Burnley game when the kind of wind swept kind of as we got battered in, in Burnley. Um, as, as soon as he went off, we just I, I knew, oh Christ, we're going to have some problems, especially if he's out for like what three weeks or whatever. Is he managed to come back quickly actually, and I, and I'd say that he was a mix uh, in terms of his uh, play style. I'd say you know for sticking to Spurs players, he reminds me of a little bit of the tenacity of, of Bentaleb. I was going to go with Palacios, but I'll go with Bentaleb. <laughs> reminds me of uh, tenacity of Bentaleb uh, uh, slash Sandro, I suppose, yeah. and with a, a huge dollop of, of moderate. And then the actual style of Berbatov, he's just got this kind of swagger of Berbatov. He does. And it's just, to have all those kind of players in one, in midfield, and it, it's almost brought uh, Hoiberg back to life. Hoiberg's like, oh, you know, he's, he's looked to his right, he's thought, Jesus Christ, you know, where's Wings gone? And he's, he's got this guy now. And he's, he's really, I don't know, he's really influential without, and he seems like the quiet type as well, and he just quietly gets along with it. He's got this bite to his, his tackles, he's got this calmness when he gets the ball back. And he's got this intelligence to just release it to the right player in space. Uh, you know, he can shift it out of his, you know, kind of out of his um, personal space and move it down uh, down the wing. He can clip it over the top. His first time, I think it was the, one of the Leeds goals where, where he had a first time clip over the top with a bit of bend into the path. And I think it was, it was a while back. I think it was to Kulizewski, I think. And it's, it's just class all the way through is another one it's just absolute class confidence in his ability doesn't need to take another doesn't need to take about four touches just to get control of the ball one touch out the foot foot and then bang it's, it's funny so isn't it because i've i've been you know openly very critical of hobia in the past and i as i still don't think he's great i still don't think he's fantastic but yeah. <laughs> Like you say, it's, we're not asking him to do too much anymore. Now he's just, yeah. he is, he's quite a, he's a simple player, I think. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've never said he's like, I've never felt he's awful. I've never felt he's like abject. I think he's had some abject performances. So I'll caveat that. But I don't think he's an abject footballer. I think he's a very, very good squad player to have. I think he, you know, he, he always gives everything. To every game, you know, and you you need those type of personalities as much as anything, you know, the the proper football men, if you like, in and around the squad. But now he's not being asked to do too much, and now he's not having to. And it's it's harsh. I don't really want to dig out Harry Winks that much, but I've been trying but, not to as well. Well, yeah, but babysitting, you know, I, I kind of, yeah. I feel that you know, I I do feel that in Harry Winks there was a very promising. Yeah, we all saw it against Real Madrid, you know, his sort of Jack Wilshire against Barcelona moment. Dare I yeah, say, yeah. but like you know, that. I just think he's had bad injuries at pretty pivotal points along, you know, his his progression, and it's it's stunted his growth ultimately as a footballer. And I just, you know, I think we can can we now officially we can put the Winks experiment to bed now, right? He's 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 pretty much gone the same way as Delhi, I think, in terms of just let's find him a nice home and wish him all the best and kind of you know see him onto pastures new because I I just don't think we. It's not a happy relationship anymore with Harry Winks, I feel. Um, yeah, I think yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, I think with Harry Winks, it is sad because we've watched his whole career from from obviously right from the start, right? You know, right from 
he, he was he was literally one of the uh, Potch's babes. He came in and he put his full trust in him. And you know, we we, we questioned him, but Potch didn't. And you know, and he didn't. You know, he, he really became like one of the pivots of the team. Where you know, you just trust his like Wing C was in the middle. Um, but <laughs> recently, it's almost like I don't know. It feels like he's just a he's got a lot of bad luck with him associated with him or something because when we play with him we just tend to he just we either i don't want to blame everything on him but we tend <laughs> to lose those games we and, we do, and i though. think the fans yeah and the fans kind of start to notice that and so we we tend to you tend to hear like this audible groan around the stadium as soon as he makes a mistake gets something wrong and it, i think it just piles on him and he, he does the charlie brown walk where his head's down and he's kind of moping back to his position you think jesus christ how's he going to bounce back out of this because you know, he's such a confidence player, you can tell. I mean, I've seen him, I've seen Winks produce those kind of clip, clip balls around the corner over top um, to, to Kane, to uh, to the Winks. And he can do that. He can he can do those kind of forward progressive passes, but he just doesn't do it often enough. And, uh, and I think that that position he's in is crucial to, to make the team work. It's absolutely crucial that you have someone with a bit of character, with a vision, Who's like in, who can make those inspired passes? And um, actually, I know we spoke about Doherty earlier, but Doherty actually stepped up and did those kind of passes yeah, where you yeah. just kind of look up, bend it back, stick for you know for the runner, or you know at least at least Kane. If Kane's can't you know if he can't shoot it, he probably angle ahead of back to, to Sonny or something. But we need someone to just kind of pro- do those kind of forward progressive passes that can actually penetrate um, uh, those defenses when, when we we're kind of stuck in our own. Half or if we want to unlock a team, and 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 Winks isn't capable of that, and and you know games where you do have um, uh, you know a, a tough defense in front of you, you you've got to, I mean you 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 got to have something a bit more inspiring than a, a side pass or you know just kind of knocking it back first time. You've got to have a bit more courage there. So. I'm very excited to see Ben Tanker and Skip get a kind of a partnership going in the in the coming years, hopefully. Um, yeah, I mean. Who knows what's happening with with Oliver Skip at the moment? But I, Man. he's another player that I'm very I'm very excited about. I don't want to hype too much, but I think he's a he seems like a very very talented uh, young footballer. So yeah, so yeah. another one who's confident. Uh, and I, and um, I, did, I didn't I, w- I wanted to say that I didn't like uh, what Conte said about the medical team. I think I, I do like Conte, but I didn't like what he said about the medical team. Where he was kind of putting them down in the press and everything. I think that should stay behind closed doors, really. But about Winks, uh, I'm sorry, about um, Skip's injury. Did you hear that? Yeah, uh, yeah I did. I, I, you know, I mean, I, I think with a lot of that stuff, I mean, I know people, there's a lot of people who are in this kind of school of hard truths with everything that kind of Antonio Conte's been saying lately. And I think, you know, there's there's probably people on the, on the other end of the scale, such as myself, who, um, you know, I can't think of a better word than... I don't, I don't think sensitive is the right word, but maybe some people would say it is sensitive to just... I saw hit, your post. To his... <laughs> to triggered, you know, but uh, to his uh, to his behaviour, shall we say. Um, and I know yeah. some people say that's just, that's just who he is. That's just... He's just giving home truths. And I, I think the truth he's is... He's a winner. Yeah, and I think it's somewhere in between. I think... I, I would guess his candor after those kind of you know after the Burnley game for example is largely indicative of the fact he's probably a bit embarrassed I think he realizes he probably 
went a bit too far as well, you know? Um, yeah. Because, uh, yeah. you know, like you say, I mean, he's, he's a highly paid professional at the end of the day. Like, he's not yeah. he's not a fan. Like, he might be saying a lot of the stuff that you think that, you know, Daniel Levy hasn't spent enough or the squad's awful or the medical team are, you know, stealing a living or whatever. But I, I absolutely agree with him. But I just, yeah, it's a bit weird. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I've been cursing out the medical team from behind my computer yeah. for years. But you're but a fan. It's, it's, you know, you're, yeah, a fan. A fan, you're not yeah. getting paid £15 million a year to stand in front of the national press and say that. You know, it's, I'll take it. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, wouldn't we all? That would be quite nice. But. <laughs> I mean, if anyway, if anyone's listening, you know, if uh, you know, maybe if you need a, if you need a, uh, a, a gobshite, some CVs in my bio. Here for rent. <laughs> um, I Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's, yeah, it is what it is with him. I mean, we we can only go so long on a on an episode of Rule the Race podcast without mentioning Harry Kane. <laughs> Jesus. Um, now, I mean, he's overtaken Thierry Henry this game, right? Uh, I think he's now the sixth highest Premier League goal scorer in Premier League history. I mean, I'm not... I know it's always fun. I'm not really interested in the whole comparison thing between him and Omri because, you know, one side is always going to be look what Omri won and the other side is look at the team Harry Kane's doing him but it, yeah. rather than that because I, I don't know if you saw the Premier League posted out a thing like a little comparison thing Omri's best goals and Kane's best goals and I it's just it, but it's just so abundantly clear from that compilation in itself why comparing them is so redundant they're just such completely different footballers you know um, yeah. they both you know that kind of that lightning pace that Omri had and that kind of skill and sort of the deafness of touch that he had is something that Kane obviously doesn't have and it, it, it's very eye-catching you know I, I you know I'm sure you and I both remember like the misery of having to watch Thierry Henry oh. doing what he did best every single week as Spurs fans yeah I, well, I think we all had the lippy Arsenal fan when we were younger and, yeah. and they were just you know going on about Bergkamp and Henry they had it they had a great time back then but I think if you compare the two I, I think you're just doing uh, both a disservice, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, they're both they're, just exceptional they're... footballers. Exactly. I mean, I think once you get to the top five um, of all time, top five or six uh, Premier League uh, goal scorers of, of all time, you can't really, you can't really start saying, "Well, he's better than him," or "He's better than him," because then you can start talking about appearances, you can start talking about injuries, you can start talking about teams they're in, players they're playing beside, behind. You know, some some of them are playing. You know, some of them have done all of it on the left wing. Some of them have done all. Of, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, there's so many like bits of criteria that aren't involved in 
just a number at the end that you you know you hit. And I, I think I, I will say that is exceptionally what he's done exceptionally well, Kane, to hit that number without winning a single trophy. I mean, we've come close, which probably helps that number, I guess. But it's ridiculous. Uh, it's almost a parody, isn't it? But I mean, yeah, I, think I mean, there, yeah, sorry, go on. I was just going to say there are there are a couple of things that have changed though in this time in terms of us. I don't really, I don't want to. Well, I would love to take things away from Arsenal, but whatever. We're not going to revise history. Yeah, we're not going to revise history. But they were playing at a time really before Chelsea and Manchester City existed. You know, so there's nothing to say that that Pochettino team had City and Chelsea and their current guys is not existed at that point. There's nothing to say that. Well, I mean, there's everything to say that Tottenham would have won the league in 1617 because they lost it to. Yeah. A Chelsea side that's been assembled with a lot of money. Um, but, money, but yeah. yeah, exactly. And you know, we don't <laughs> we don't really need to do that. I mean, but what has stood out for me the most about this? There's quite interesting, really. It, not stood out, but just something I was thinking as I was watching this video is like, you know, a player like that. If you think about a player like Henri that Arsenal had that can propel a team onto greatness. They had some they had some fantastic players in that team, but he was clearly the kind of, you know... The, Jewel in the crown. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And since he's gone, since his decline and his... Well, he didn't really... Well, I guess he declined to a degree, but since they kind of lost him and he went to Barcelona, they've come nowhere close to being the team that they were. Nowhere close. Much to our, you know, much to our delight. Um, and they're they're whatever they're they're on an upward trajectory at the moment. One would argue, but at the same time, I think it's still going to take something really special for them to get anywhere close to where they were. Um, yeah, you're you're, you're and, right. I mean, you, but do, sorry, I just want to say more. just quickly, just <laughs> the thing that makes me worry about this, mate, is we have that player now in <clears throat> Harry Kane. We have him, and if yeah. we if we want to see Spurs win. The, the kind of the top honours, the big stuff, it it really thrusts once again into kind of the spotlight just how important he is and just how much we have to capitalise when we have mm. a player of not just his ability, Son's ability as well, playing alongside him in our team at the same time, you know? Yeah, it feels like time, you're right, it does feel like time is running out in the hourglass. It feels like we're just, we were on this time we're thinking... Now Kane's going, and, it, and even recently, people are like, well, Conte's going to go as well, because, you know, we, if we don't win anything, we don't get top four, we can't have these, you know, the, all this talent without, you know, top four in Champions League and everything. And um, uh, while that is true, I, I think, um, I, I, I don't know, I don't know, there's not really a solution to that, because you can't really say, oh, we'll just go out and, you know, we'll we'll get another Kane or we can get another, you know, you know, a, a, someone, the level of Kane, because if you're going to get someone, the level of Kane, you have to go out and get a, like a Lewandowski, um, even in his, even at 33, you'd come into a job, but you know, you'd have to go out and think along those lines, like Haaland and all that. And we can't afford to do anything like that. So I think, yeah, it is a bit of a depressing thought to think, yeah, if we lose Kane, uh, it, it, where do you turn? Where, where do you go from there? Do you, do you start praying that, you know, one of our youngsters is the next Kane, but you know they, they, these are kind of it's kind of like me scratching a lottery ticket to to buy a house next week. It's, you know, it's it's I don't know it 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 is terrible. It, it is <laughs> it's worrying, isn't it? It is like you say yeah. that hourglass analogy is is pretty much spot on because you know you don't. 
Windy made this point on the on the late on the last extra inch pod in in terms of like you know Tottenham have been you, you you can kind of there's a level of expectation that's come with following Tottenham that we probably don't deserve in so much as I think we're the we're the sixth I think he said we're the sixth um, highest so you know we're number six in the table of wages spent in the Premier oh. League but yet we're often exceeding that as our league finish position. Um, and the majority of that is down to uh, the fact we have Harry Kane and formerly we had Maurizio Pochettino, but now we have Antonio Conte that, yeah, Tottenham probably have no right to say, let's try and win the league. But while we have a player like him who, you know, I I think, you know, the the kind of the, the football Twitter young'uns, if you like, who will... Obviously, always say you know whatever, call him Parry Payne and all this type of stuff. And <laughs> say, yeah, I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It, it, you know, it, it makes me laugh. Some of these, some of these templates that like that, that some of these templates that like the youngins always like post on Twitter. It, it does make me laugh. Some one of the, I don't know. <laughs> did you ever see the one when somebody said I was? It was like it, it was just yeah. It's like a copy and paste template. Whenever there'd be some yeah. news about. Manchester City come out and they would say yeah. I've just been for a massage <laughs> and the masseuse <laughs> ran out of oil <laughs> but oh, then no. I is looked it, is it Nazarene one? no it's, and, then okay. saying, and, then I, and then I looked out the window and saw a very bald man running off with a pot of oil saying help I need more oil <laughs> or else my team won't win for you know his name was Joseph God. you see stupid things that they post they, but... yeah. I don't know who thinks of these they're, they're, some of them are funny but then they get very tiresome after like you know you see it three four times you go okay I, mate yeah. I was quite like the ones reasons why I'm embarrassed to be a Penchester United fan and everything like that you know <laughs> yeah and they'll say something like there must be a forum or something where yeah. they get them from I don't know where they just pop up but when I see 4chan. the Penchester yeah it's weird because when you see the like they're using all the peas and everything in front it's just so funny sorry no well, no <laughs> but i mean the point more was just let's just win something while we've got harry kane please tottenham let's win one of the big ones because i think if we if we if we want to win the premier league or we want to win the champions league because that's what antonio conte wants to win he's on record as saying that like let's just yeah. do it now like this is our chance because whatever we can go back to being tottenham we can and i think once Kane or whoever goes, that that probably will be the time when we're like, right, we reassess what we are. Great to get in the Champions League when we can, but let's try and win a League Cup. Let's try and win the Europa League. Let's try and win an FA Cup here and there. But it's just whilst we still have a player like him on our books, there's still just that little bit. There's that, there's that room to dream, isn't there, that we could still turn up and win, win one of the big ones. I think um, I think you know Kane actually aligns his thoughts with uh, a lot of the fan, a lot of the fans, a lot of what we think is, in that you know like screw kind of just trying to struggle and and get to top four. Let's win something. Let's go and win the league. Let's go and you know let's win a Champions League. Let's go and win the big ones. And I, I think um, Pochettino he had that kind of alignment in thought as well. I don't even think I don't even think Mourinho as such had that thought. I do I know that Mourinho kind of alluded to the fact that yeah, you know, we should be winning the the Premier League and stuff. But I don't think in his heart of hearts he believed that we could. But I like Pochettino, Kane, and I think even Conte in his heart of hearts genuinely believes he could turn things around 
and win the Premier League. And I think we need someone, we always need someone like that at, at our club because we do kind of look inwardly, don't we, a lot of the time. Mm. And we do think poor me a lot of the time. But we can. I mean, we can do it. I mean, I look, there's no better um, example than Leicester. They just came from the bottom of the league and just stormed up it and then won it while we were an inch from it. Like, you know what I mean? It literally taught, taught us in the hair stuff. So, please, uh, it's, tr- it's, tr- it's, trigger uh, warning ahead of this stuff, mate, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trigger warning. Yeah, no, yeah. But, you know, but, you know, it's doable. It's there for us. It's there for every team at the beginning of the season. We all start at nil. And, yeah, I think if we just if we're clever with our recruitment, and I and I'll and I'll try and make it a bit, I'll try, I'll try and lift the, lift the, the fans here. But you know, if we if we are intelligent with the way we build this team, this next team, we can do it. And I and I actually think even yeah, I know it's going to sound crazy, but even without Kane, if we are clever with our recruitment, if you look at Chelsea, they don't even have a bloody striker, really. They, I mean, they got Lukaku for 100 million. They don't use him. You know what I mean? So. It's just about building a team that works for the manager and, you know, you, you, you kind of invest in the manager, invest in the manager's ideas, build talent around that you can, you can use you know, off the bench. So you, you're like, I know it's silly to compare with City, but you look at um, someone like Mares who sits on City's bench, comes on and scores worldies. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to have a really good bench. And I think it's just it's not just having one player, it's just spreading that talent across the a squad like you know say like 15 16 players and then we can start talking about the league so uh, right now we've got 11 i think so contrary to <laughs> so. everything i was just saying and you're you're saying <laughs> sell harry kane now and use the money to buy more players <laughs> no 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 way but like i'm saying that there is a future i think if the, if it does happen it's not the end i just i think that we should we should try and um uh, as much as I love Hurricane, I, I think Hurricane means so much to us because he's, he's um, what he's done and over the period he's done it, he's literally t- taken the club on his back and, and, and as much as, yeah, yeah, he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't there for the Champions League uh, knockouts and then popped up in the final and all that stuff. But he, he really did carry uh, uh, this, this team, the Pochettino team. And to be honest, the, the Mourinho team properly on its back and, and, try to make something of it and it means so much to us uh i just think that we can actually there is life beyond kane i don't want to think about it but i think that there there could be if we have the structure if we if we actually believe in the manager invest in the manager there's there's something there you know we've got everything we've got everything around this um this football team literally to build a mega club but i think it just comes down to decision making from the top. I don't want to get into a whole board thing, whole leaving out thing, but it does come down to mm. decisions from the top, really. It does, and I mean, if we, I guess, if we are to give Levy his dues, he brought in Paratici and he's brought in Conte, so you know, see to change. Hopefully, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, it's there. There are kind of. I do feel that there is change in the air, but. It's, it feels like it's, it is a bit war, it is warbling a bit because from from um, result to result, you know, we've had a fantastic result, five nil, and then like if we go to United and we get battered three nil, is it now? Oh shit, Conte's leaving in the summer again. Like we need to have that kind of um, structure and and uh, you know belief in the manager and, and even just offer the guy, just give him a longer contract, like make sure he's uh, you know he's there for next season. If he's there, we know Kane would want to stay with with Conte. We know this. 
loves I think Conte. This is my big so, objection with him, with with Conte, in, in so much <coughs> as we can say as much as we want. Yeah, you know the the club aren't backing him. They blah blah blah. But they've bought him a couple of players in January already, in, in Bentancur and Kulisevsky, and you know they bought those without even recouping anything. We've only loaned out Lacelso and and, and Dombele, um, and Brian Hill as well. Um, so they have backed him, and I think you know Conte the way his sort of behaviour in the past. And I know I know he's got. I mean, the the problem is he's got a form for this at every single club he's ever been at. But yeah, I've seen the clips. On the flip side, every other club he's ever been at, he's generally walked from or been sacked from. So you know, yeah. it's it's not. It's very easy to say back to people. He did this at Inter. He did this at Chelsea. But both of those tenures ended pretty acrimoniously. So. You know, one would say, oh, yeah, but he won stuff with them. Fine, you know, let's hope he does that at Tottenham as well. But I do think, you know, it it, it doesn't help. It doesn't help for kind of planning for for forward thinking when you've got a manager that's kind of as as loose as he is. But like like we're saying at the top, you know, he's he's sort of he's he's packed it in a bit lately. Um, and a win at Manchester United this weekend would be would be quite a statement, wouldn't it? Really? Oh yeah. Oh my God. I. I want another six-one, you know. Oh, wouldn't we all, mate? I mean, it'd I just, be, be delicious. I would love to Maybe go lap up there it up, and do that. Know? I would love it. I'd love it. Let me, let me do a keek, and I would love it if we go up there <laughs> and do them six-one. Because I mean, I think that I mean a lot of their fans are um, even. You, I don't know if you saw the commentary. I think Keane said it's only it's only Spurs or whatever he said on TV the other day. And I was just thinking, man, they've still got that. They they haven't they haven't learned their lesson. So let's go up there and do them. I'd love to do them up there, but you know, it's down to the players. I think that Man United are going to attack us, and they're going to there's going to be space right there. And you've got bloody Maguire, you know, doing his gardening at the back. So I mean, it's there for us. I mean, it's it's going to be right there. I, I hope we don't have a Burnley game where we just see the space. We don't play the first time ball. Everybody gets back, and yeah, they're in a unit. I just hope that we have more of a game like we we did the other night, where see the see the pass, play the pass, like Doherty, no no messing about, just first time through ball, bam bam bam. Then it it can work for us, you know, it can, it genuinely can. But it's you know, is Doctor Jekyll or Mister Hyde going to turn up on the weekend? We don't know. It's oh, I don't know. It's 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 too hard to get a read on, isn't it, mate? There's no real point. Trying, I mean, we're going to do it anyway, but there's no real point trying to predict it because both teams are as kind of batshit as one another, really, aren't they? To to put it to put it mildly. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, Horn, hornets in a helmet. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice way of putting it. I mean, I just like you say, it's just that Keegan. Like, please, <laughs> please, can we just do it this time? I mean, we did it. Yeah. We did it in the city of Manchester. You know, um, the Etihad. So. Let's. Uh... We've done it before, and, and you know, uh, you know, do, do, what do we play? Lucas as well. Remember, Lucas has done him as well. Like, so we, we we're very capable of beating Manchester, even though we're because they're not that you know, good. They're not very good yeah. anymore. They still have their aura, you know, just about. And of course, they have some exceptional players, but yeah. they just there's again. It's funny. They just they're just one of these teams that I look at. And I just think like. What are you? You know, you're just this sort of collection of like good, expensive players thrown against a wall with no real thought to them. You know, they're, they're a corporation, aren't they? Really, just grey. It's it's miserable. They're a miserable yeah. side to 
to see and just to think about. Like I, I you know, I always, I always sort of had a bit of a kind of fondness for them, mostly because they stopped Arsenal from being completely dominant um, <laughs> yeah. when I was growing up. But there's just, you know, I don't know. You see, kind of Roy Keane's kind of, and I actually quite like Roy Keane, if I'm honest. Same. But, but you see his kind of tantrums, you know, he's a Man United player. This isn't what Man United do. Well, mate, but maybe it is, you know, maybe you just play for Manchester United when they had, you know, maybe the greatest manager that's ever graced club football and an exceptional group of players. And, you know, you, you were an amazing team for a while, but maybe that's your lot. You know, maybe you just had the success that, that, Let's be honest, 99.9% of football fans could only dream of having what the glory that Manchester United tasted back in the day. You know, we'll, we'll never, I, I will categorically say now, we will never see Tottenham have a period like that in our lifetimes. We just won't. And I don't think any, look at, look at how exceptional this Liverpool team is, right? And yeah, they've won a Premier League and they've won a Champions League. Great, but... It still doesn't really come, you know. They in another era, this Liverpool side would have won three, four kind of Premier Leagues. They might win it again this year. I actually think they might, but still, my my I think so. my, my, my point is more just that you know what Manchester United are now is the history boys. That's it, you know, and they are a team. That, and I, I, I do have to be careful because they do again. I do have to say they do have some very good players. Like they are still, oh, yeah. you know, they have some exceptional individuals, but. I just don't think they're a very good team. I don't think they're a very good football team. And I haven't felt that they're a very good footballing team ever since. And it's not an edgy opinion, but since Alex Ferguson's left. It's just. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree with all that. It's, um, it, and I, I agree with. I really I do hold uh, Alex Ferguson. I mean, Ferguson was my kind of. Um, I, I, I got into football about the very, very, very early, early 90s. So you can imagine that Fergie was was just everything basically he was my idea of the premier league he was just the guy him and, and wenger but wenger was the was the bad guy for me because obviously arsenal he's the boogie so I was man. always yeah he's the boogie he's the boogie man when i was growing up so yeah uh, you know but you know as soon as he retired yeah they, they just couldn't hold that together that kind of um family i suppose atmosphere at the club and they've just become gray it's just a big gray corporation that just look at the most expensive player that can um, kind of ret- like their ROI on the player they just look at the number basically and what can this player bring back to us so like Ronaldo even Ronaldo coming back is a bit cynical because you know they've got him so that he can come up with all these kind of uh, sponsorships and endorsements and everything and you know having just Ronaldo be there they can uh, the, the marketing team can go crazy with all of the nostalgia stuff and they can sell the shirts and it, it's all about selling and and kind of just how much can they make from it off the field which we're, which we're afraid of, obviously, you know, with Spurs and leaving and everything. Rather than rather than you know what's going on on the field, do these players actually gel? Like, does uh, what's his name Sanchez work in that team? No, he doesn't. Does you know uh, what's his face um, from PSG, um, Di Maria? Does he work in that team? No, he doesn't. You know, so it's just they're just buying these really expensive players without seeing where they fit in the team, and, and I think that's their problem. They've just got a whole bunch of really talented, really expensive players that probably are used to different systems, are used to different management styles. Maybe they don't like the city of Manchester. Maybe they, they, they're homesick. I don't know what it is, but they just don't gel at all. And uh, they'll, they'll flicker to life every now and again if you give them a chance. But, you know, if you know those kind of hardworking teams that go all over, they don't like, you know, when, when, when a 
you know, even when they play a Burnley or if they play a, you know, or if Southampton are just like like us, I suppose, um, they get rattled very easily. So, yeah, um, I, I I do think they're um, a little bit of a great splurge at the moment, uh, United, and I just hope that we can pile on the misery on the weekend. So. Mate, I'm gonna I'm gonna. We're coming to a close, but what I, what I want to hear from you, I want to I want to know your thoughts are because we're getting set up for this this grandstand head to head with Arsenal, really. Super Sunday. Are Tottenham going to uh, take the top four? Is is it on oh, or is it is it off now? Because oh, it's very much on. I'll I'll jump in now. Yeah, it's on. On like Donkey Kong. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's on. Yeah. Yeah, 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 of course it's on. Like, I think the players should even relish this. This is, you know, we've we we got, um, we've got two, what, let me see. Let me just have a quick, I think I've got the ta- league table up even somewhere here. Because, uh, you know, I don't I don't leave my, my desk without the league table up. Pretty sad. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got games in hand on the teams above us, I think, even. It's only Arsenal that we don't have games in hand on. They've got a game in hand on us. So we've got games in hand on West Ham and United. Uh, they got they've done 28 we've done 26 and we are on level points with West Ham and uh two points off United so if we beat United we reel them in to the into the mess and other than and, I mean let, let's <laughs> not game in hand, and also let's not sort of count our chickens until <clears throat> they've hatched obviously but yeah. barring Liverpool all our horrible games are out you know we've got a pretty a pretty favorable end to the season for once um yeah. And Arsenal don't, so it's yeah. They've got the hardest, yeah. They've got the hardest run of fixtures, yeah, out of the top four <sighs> contenders. So it's it's there for us. Like, I think do you know what I reckon. You see Conte going up and down like a madman, um, and that's off the field, not even on the touchline. He's is literally his emotions are like the, the clubs. Yeah, I mean, we, we are reflective of our manager, aren't we? And I think it's a lot of a lot of it's to do with the fact that we're we're within touching distance of top four. Like we we literally, if we hadn't lost to Burnley and Southampton, we would be in the top four right now. We wouldn't even be, this wouldn't even be a conversation. We would be in the top four right now. So I can imagine that is deeply frustrating. But we're still in like we're still in and around it. It means that we have to win more games in a row. We need to go on that run that we 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 typically do. We do have a run each season where we just have a few games where we do win like four or five in a row. And I think we can do it. I just, I just think we need to um, believe in, <laughs> in the fact that you know, we, we are in that race. And I think that's why Conte did come out and he said, you know, listen, top four could be our Premier League trophy. You know, I think he's trying to inspire the players in some way to think, hey, guys, you know, it's there for us. Oh, mate, please, please, please. You know, because I mean, not only would it be fantastic, obviously, to finish top four and for Tottenham to be in the Champions League next year but another another point to this is imagine imagine the end of Arsenal's all or nothing <laughs> how the producers oh. will have been building up this top four race at the end of the season only yeah. for us to be the ones to take it to see the footage oh. from the changing rooms as they realise they're going to be playing in the Europa Conference League next year was the mighty Tottenham Hotspur going to play in the Champions League I mean that's 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 that's. I think that's probably bigger than actually being in the Champions League itself. That is a beautiful thought. That is, <laughs> I must say that is. I hadn't even thought of it that way because I I forgot about their all or nothing stuff. But um, yeah, that would be really really cool to to kind of knock them off their perch a bit. <laughs> Hold up. 
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.